Welcome back to the 7 p.m. Cafe podcast, Cafe Corner, conversations on mental health. I am your host, Maggie, and today we are joined by our illustrious co-host with the most host is Lucy. Um, This is the first time in the Cafe Corner that Lucy and I will have a joint episode, which is kind of how we started all of this, Uh, so I'm pretty excited. And we're going to be talking about grief. This episode, we're going to talk about our personal experiences with grief. Some clinical information will be given on what grief is. And we're going to talk about this incredible TED Talk that just blew my mind uh, and has opened the door to a very, very interesting conversation. So grab your favorite drink, buckle up, and join us in the cafe corner. We're here again. Hello, Lucy. Um, and uh, today we're going to talk about grief a little bit. We're going to talk about grief because not many people explore what this is. And it's been more prevalent in the media and in the lives of, well, absolutely everyone during this pandemic. So I wanted to start this talk off by talking about what grief is actually. There's a clinical definition from the Mayo Clinic that grief is a natural reaction to loss. It's both a universal and personal experience. And individual experiences are influenced by the nature of the loss and how that works. Non-clinical diagnoses for grief, there are a few. And one of my favorite ones is grief is love with nowhere to go. Grief can be from absolutely anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be a loss of a person, which is a huge grief moment, but it can also be loss of a pet, loss of an event, loss of a job, loss of anything that means something to you or to your family. It can be a lot of different things. And with grief, there's also a model that was created by uh, Klinger a long time ago called the five stages of grief. I think everybody has pretty much heard about it, but the five stages are denial and shock, anger, bargaining, depression, which can be reflections, loneliness, feelings like that. And then the last one is acceptance and hope. Now, the reason that I bring all of these up and the reason that we're starting this is because Lucy brought to my attention a beautiful TED Talk by Nora uh, McLurney. I really hope I said that name correct. I know. I was I was thinking about that. I was like, it's a tricky name. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. McLurney, I hope. Hopefully she doesn't come back and like bite us in the butt for, for that. But uh, the TED Talk is called, Why Don't We Move On From Grief? We Move Forward With It. And it just blew my mind. I'm so glad that you shared it, Lucy. <laughs> like, I can't. Yes. Something that Maggie didn't mention is one of the reasons that I wanted to do this episode was because it's Father's Day coming up. I think this episode will come up like around that time. I lost my dad, so I can relate with grief. And when I found this video, it helped me so much. Like everything she said, it was so much on point. It shouldn't say something like it's funny, but like it's funny because her grief is different from mine, but we click Mm -hmm. like because she lost her husband. I lost my dad. It's not the same grief, but everything that she said, I could relate so much. 
And one of the yeah. things, just like her title, is like, we don't move on. And that's one of the things that people, that's one of the things that she started. She's like, when she wanted to do the tech talk or whatever, the reason she started this, um, one of the questions that she asked everyone that lost someone was the most hated thing that people say to them. And it was move on. And mm-hmm. it's like, when you lose someone, you don't want to move on because you love that person so telling someone to move on is to like to forget that person and yeah yeah Yeah. and I thanks for bringing that up I forgot um (laughs) why we did this but yeah Lucy and I have both lost our fathers so we thought it would be a great way to bring up grief was during around Father's Day because there's a lot of like Mother's Day Father's Day where a lot of people don't have that anymore for whatever reason that may be, but a lot of times it's death. And yeah, uh, people told me so often, oh yeah, just move on, get, you know, it'll be fine. You'll move on from this. No, (laughs) no, it gets harder sometimes and it gets easier sometimes. And one of the most beautiful things I think that happened with this, she, Nora is incredible. I just like- I was listening to her speak. She's so sarcastic and beautiful (laughs) and like just is taking it all with stride because she had so much loss in a very short amount of time. She lost a child. She lost her husband and she lost her uncle, grandfather, father. It was something like that. yeah. Yeah. Like all within a couple, like a couple of months. And she talked a lot about how, you know, grief is not something that we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that people say, oh, you'll just move on to get away from the subject, mm-hmm. to get away from talking about it. One other thing she said that really made me laugh is that when you're in a room of like family or friends or whatever, and there's someone else in the room that has experienced some kind of loss, the people in that space will start moving you toward mm-hmm. that other person so that they don't have to deal with you mm-hmm. and that they can like the other person who has this experience you guys can talk and all the sadness doesn't get on anybody else and it's so interesting because I'm like thinking back on a bunch of different things that I've done in the past and it makes so much sense it just makes so much sense and I think we are so programmed that even before we experienced it we did it mm-hmm. just like without thinking because that's how we deal it like that's how we deal with stuff mm-hmm. um I found the quote because I wrote the quotes oh. when you tell people to move on it's telling them that life and deaths are just moments that I can leave behind me and that I probably should yeah and one of the things that that's when this video struck me is when she talks about present tense because that happened yeah. to me in the same week that my dad died mm-hmm. so I was talking to my cousin and I say my dad is and she said, no, your dad was. And that was like, it struck me so bad and I got so angry. And when I saw the video, I was like, okay, someone gets it. Why? Why? I say is. It's like, okay, I own, I know he's not here. Like his body is not here, but for me, he's still here. So mm-hmm. why are you taking from me that he is? Yeah. And, and you're literally, when you say... You know, he, if you correct someone and say he was, or I correct myself sometimes that it feels like it negates the love. It negates the person who, again, like you said, may not be here physically, but is 
with me all the time. There was a, before I saw this video, I shared on Facebook, there was a post that was talking about the same thing. And it was actually referenced this video, which was (laughs) kind of cool, but it was talking about how we grow with our grief, not that our grief gets smaller, but we as human beings get larger. We take on more space. We move forward with our lives Mm-hmm. But these people, this grief, this love that has nowhere to go goes with us. And yeah, it was that was, I always thought that that was kind of a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that site actually had a quote that was kind of cool. Um, they said, maybe it's a special thing to have a love that we carry always. Why would we want to move on and leave love in the past when we can move forward and hold it with us forever? Mm-hmm. I know. And that was so beautiful too when she's like, she got she got married and it was so beautiful when she's like my family like kind of like breathe <laughs> kind of like okay she move on it's like no I move forward and she's like just like he is loving me because of the person that I was because of him and for her to understand all that process I was mm-hmm. like I was tearing it up I was like oh my god like she understood all that process that she had to go through to be able to be here where she is now. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was beautiful too, because I honestly never would have thought about it in that way. But it makes a ton of sense because that love finds somewhere to go eventually, right? Like some people don't find another relationship if they lost a significant other. Some people don't get a pet if they've lost that. Some people don't go back to that same kind of job, you know, but it's the growth and the ability to take that person that we became when we were with them or in that position or with that puppy or whatever and bring it with us for the rest of our lives. I've had a lot of death, a lot of loss in my life uh, in multiple different ways. In the span of 12 years, I lost four family members, one right after the other. Um, Yeah. And so it's a lot. It's a lot to handle all at one time. And I know that each time it happened, I got closer and closer with my family. I got closer and closer to the people who actually care about me and gave me permission to do what I needed to do and to move on with those memories, with those lessons as I move forward. And for me, I actually move forward in a kind of interesting way, but I have an arm of tattoos that are all in memoriam tattoos. Same. So I'm, yeah, I'm literally carrying them with me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful reminder because when I look at them, I think of them and it, it's just kind of the same idea. If you have a time, it's only 15 minutes a clip. Mm-hmm. Like if you lost someone, if you want to understand, like just sit down and just listen. And then like you said, like she does it in a comical way, like in a funny mm-hmm. way. And I love when she said, I told you I was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like she keeps the light. So you're going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the coolest parts is what she said. I mean, you said, you know, if you've lost someone, watch this. But also if you haven't lost someone, watch this to understand what it feels like to be the person who's lost someone to understand how the brain works and how you're feeling when it happens it's it's so good to just hear someone talk about grief 
just period, even though we talk about it all the time in like literature, in arts, in theater, in movies, films, but anything you could, Disney films. I mean, come on, let's talk about the fact that in almost every Disney film, some parent dies at the beginning of it. That's like the whole, that's where the story starts. So the fact that it's in everything we talk about, yet we don't talk about it when it comes to a personal level is so interesting. And like the thought of why we shut it down. You know, why do we as human beings shut a person down from feeling that loss? I think we got a custom that is part of life as a stage, Mm -hmm. but not to talk about the emotions of the stage. So yes, it happens and we can see it through films and through like our family. But until like, it's one of the things that she said, until it's you on that front row on the funeral, Mm -hmm. you don't understand. Yep. So when people say, I don't get it, like you get it, you don't get it until you get it. Yeah. And even like, I have friends that lost their family members and their dad after me. And I'm like, I know what it's like, but I won't tell you that I understand your pain because it's a different kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. So I know the pain that I have because it was my relationship with my dad, but I cannot understand your pain because I don't know how your relationship was. And I feel like that's where we need to listen. We don't listen. Yeah. And it goes back to we as human beings being open to listening to other people's experiences and instead of comparing those experiences to what we've done even if we have experienced the same thing to listening and actively just sitting there and listening and sharing our experiences if warranted but also just being there with another person to hold a space a safe beautiful space to talk about it. And that was one thing that Nora actually does. That's her job. She started a nonprofit for, I can't remember what it's called. It's really funny, but she created a space for people to come and talk about their grief, Mm -hmm. to come and talk about all the things that are hard to talk about. (laughs) And one of the examples, I don't know why this one's popping in my brain, but one of the examples she gave was like, someone in the group was like, I lost my husband three days ago and I'm (laughs) thinking about sex all the time is that normal yes you know it a safe space to share all the things that happen in your mind afterward and to talk about the people that you've lost and not have someone say was or cut you off or be afraid to like share the sadness Mm -hmm. and I feel like one of the things too is like when you're sharing the story people tend to call you off and be like oh I experienced this and blah 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 and then they'll tell the story like you've You have to learn to listen first and then Mm -hmm. tell your story. Like, don't cut the person off. Yeah, exactly. It's not... It's not kind. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like we tend to be like, my pain is worse than your pain kind of thing when Mm -hmm. stuff like that happens. Yeah, definitely. It's it's that comparison thing, right? It's like that, I got to one-up you. Like, I have anxiety, but my anxiety is worse than yours. Mm -hmm. Or, oh yeah, I got this... I got a Bugatti. Oh, no, I got a Tesla, you know, with all the bells and whistles. That's why billionaires exist, y'all. Like that comparison idea that needing to be better than other people is why Elon Musk exists. But yeah, it's definitely comes from like that same space. And we don't need to do that. Everyone can have the space. It's not a pie where it'll just go away. There is space for everyone here and every feeling. 
and every emotion. So one of the things that also like made me um, connect with her is she lost her husband because of cancer. In her story, she starts talking how she lost him and like how she remember everything from a healthy person to like when he went from nothing after chemo and all that stuff and like how she remembers when she knew that he was going to pass away. And like that struck me because I thought I was the only one. I was like, I remember exactly like the last two days of my dad like he went through the hospital but I remember like he went through the to the hospital I remember the day before he went to the hospital the day he went to the hospital and the day that he passed away Mm -hmm. like I remember every single detail I remember the detail of the call that I got that he was in intensive care unit and I knew that dad said like he was gonna be gone so when she explained everything I was like oh my god like I could identify with her so even though she's comical like everything that she expressed on her grief it is so easy to connect with her Mm -hmm. so and she explained it so well to people that might not have gone through that yeah definitely I as you were talking as she was talking I was thinking about my dad and what I remember because I do the same thing I remember all of it and with my nonna who I was there when she passed like I remember every step of what happened and it it was it still hurts you know like it it still is not great (laughs) but it was awesome to remember it again when she was talking about it you know and remember oh yeah I do have these memories oh yeah this did happen oh yeah I did get a tonsillectomy like that week when my dad was in the same hospital that I was recovering in and then he passed away and I couldn't talk at the funeral because I had a tonsillectomy and I wasn't allowed to talk so it's like all of that still exists and I think one of the other things she talked about was memories like they happen whenever or wherever like going to a place that you went together or trying to make a new memory even at a place where you went before with your loved one can be kind of traumatizing and bring up a lot of stuff and it's remembering that it's okay and it'll happen for a long time like I know for me and like my mom it happens a lot when we I see different things it's just it's there it's always there yeah she shared one memory that struck me um which is funny because she I don't know if you remember this she shared the one that where she's like her hands are cold and she put her hands on 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 him to get like hot the day of my dad in the hospital the day that he was going to I went to his bed and I lay with him before they took him we were waiting on the ambulance that was the last time I like I was on the bed with him in in my apartment so I remember like that when she was explaining that I was like my memory was so and that happened in 2016 so it's been a long time we're in 2021 and I was watching that video this morning because I was taking notes and I was like it's incredible how our memory is still like grief yeah it's like it's true like we don't move on because those memories still there like we have the love for the person but we still have the pain and the joy and the laughter and the ridiculous amounts of 
stuff that was just stupid that you did together, you know, or the the little memories of like, I have a memory of my dad where we went to the grocery store to get like two things from my mom. We had a list. We need two things. We came back with 12 things and neither of the things that we came, we went <laughs> to the store for. My mom was livid and then went back out to the store. But like, it's those things that just keep with you. I lost my dad in 2009. So it's been a while, 12, yeah. 12 years. So yeah, it's still there. It still happens. And I know that I have grown in the way I can love in how I present myself in how I relate to other people is very different. And I will also say that I also she shared in another um, thing that happens with grief sometimes, like when she said she was walking in the park and sees people like older couples Mm. holding hands or this young couple that's like falling in love and she's like I have this insane hate (laughs) and resentment that just like pops up when that happens because it reminds you of all the things that you don't get to do with that person and I have the same thing when it comes to the dad thing I think about like should I ever or if I ever get married yes I can't have that dance yes I can't ride a motorcycle with my dad you know like I can't do every father's day every father's day you know so it's just like it happens and it's okay that's the that's the other reason I bring that up it's okay it's okay to feel angry it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling about it and just know you're not alone ever that remind me that we shared this before when anxiety if you remember that I didn't go to my graduation because I just lost my dad so I was like I couldn't go because he just passed away and we talked because he wanted to get like a new toxic and like he wanted to go all dressed up for it and I was like you didn't have to but he wanted he was so proud and Mm -hmm. I couldn't I couldn't find myself going I was like I can yeah and thankfully even though that was before pandemic they did like a online graduation you could see it too so I saw it online I was like that was it but for me like I couldn't yeah it that makes a ton of sense I it was my last year of high school when my dad passed right before it and I was I was so mad I was so mad. I was like, he promised he would be here for it. He promised me and it didn't happen. And it's okay. It's it's okay. Like it's just is what it is. I think one of the greatest things that on this topic, I was in English class in my 12th grade with my teacher, uh, Maria Scott, who is uh, Maria Scott Bowman now, um, who is one of my favorite people of all time. But she had us do a writing exercise that was we had to write a eulogy. Mm-hmm. And it could be of anything. Like it didn't have to really be a person. It could be whatever you wanted to be. People wrote it about goldfish. There were people who wrote it about, I think, a car. But myself, and like four or five other people wrote about either their dad or their grandma or you know like someone who was really close to them and we then had to get up and and share it with the class that was like a part of the thing and she made a caveat she was like if you can't do it it's okay I will read it for you like if you can't get through it it's okay and I wrote it about my dad of course because it was the first one that came to mind at that point and I had no problem writing it at all like I had no problem writing out this beautiful speech I edited it my mom cried while reading it you know it was great and when it was my turn to give the speech it was like okay I think I can do this I wrote it and I was 
okay. And I read it, you know, with my mom and it was okay. I got up in front of that class. I got to the second sentence and I broke down in front of everyone. And then Maria came over and she was like, would you like me to keep going? And I was like, yes, please. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I went and I sat down and she couldn't either. She couldn't get through it because she knew my dad. So there was like another personal connection, but just having that exercise and being able to share it with other people who are also sharing grief in a school setting was so helpful. And it was really nice because we were all in it together and it created a lot of bonds within that classroom. Like I still have a friend who lost their mom like in the same kind of span and we shared a lot of moments together. So I bring that up just as a, maybe an idea for people who are teachers who like are looking for a way Mm -hmm. to talk about it, but also maybe it's just an exercise that you do to help yourself, or maybe it's in a support group. Maybe, I don't know, but just being able to share the grief with other people unapologetically was so helpful for all of us in the room. And I think if we did more things like that and shared things more openly, maybe these conversations wouldn't be as taboo wouldn't be as don't get your don't get your sadness all over me but like oh yeah let, let's talk about this let's have this conversation I don't know yeah I think that's a great idea for anyone that's listening that maybe I could think about it even though I don't have kids but if I had kids and I lost my husband like I would do that with my kids to get them to start talking yeah that would be oh. a great exercise <laughs> even if they don't want to read it but at least write it down (laughs) yeah exactly they don't have to share it unless you know but write it down and like we can talk about it together and like what it felt like to write about it or how did you do did you find a picture and like talk about the process talk about their feelings while writing it while reading it however that's a great idea I love that anyone listening (laughs) yeah you could even change it and do like drawings or poems or songs or whatever medium you want to do it 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 could be a great a great way to start a conversation yes something that she said because the thing that she said that she's funny she's like she's comparing to joy Mm -hmm. so she says what when we set people to move on what if we say to people with joy like when they have another birthday for their kid like another birthday like move on (laughs) like you wouldn't tell someone like okay we get it they're five (laughs) Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was a great comparison. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's perfect because it's like, it's the same thing, right? Like we're growing with this. So we have birthdays. I know I look forward to my birthday every year. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to mark the day that I get one year older. So why can't we do that with grief? Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, I know like in my family, we have a lot of anniversaries and on every anniversary, I try to remember one and two. I try to honor that person or talk about them or do something in their memory every time because they're still with me no matter what. And I mean, I do believe in, you know, like angels and guardians and things like that. And that's a personal belief, but I I know that they're with me, but it's nice to remind myself that they're gone or that they're with me. They're just not here. They're lost, but not forgotten, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, whatever is good for you because for me with my dad I like to remember him on his birthday 
if he wasn't born, then he couldn't die. So yes, I'm going to celebrate that he was born. He's not getting older, but he was born that day. So for me, it's important to remember on his birthday. Yeah. And I think it's also important to, well, for me, it's important to mark those days because without them, I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Without all the circumstances that they went through, all the stories that they had, all of the experiences that happened in their lives created who I am. And the fact that I am... A person, period, end of <laughs> sentence. Without my dad, I wouldn't be here. You know, like without your dad, you wouldn't be here. So I think it's one of the most beautiful things that like Western cultures do by having altars or mm -hmm. even Spanish cultures. And that's one of the reasons I loved Coco so much, that movie. I One, it's beautiful. Two, I love the connection with Dia de los Muertos and the fact that it's honoring the people who have come before us and remembering them and giving them their favorite things because mm -hmm they're still with us they're still a part of our lives and that happens not only there but also in like Japanese culture Chinese culture a lot of those other places where there's altars in their homes that have that and I just I find it such a beautiful way to remember someone always and have the ability to go and talk to them to go and give them their presents at you know their birthday or doing something like that because it's for us yes it is but it's also in their memory also to keep them with us as we go on but just like the movie said like if we don't remember then who's gonna remember them then they're gonna be just forgotten mm -hmm. like it's up to us to be to be the one to remember them to give them a life right oh <sighs> just taking a breath and taking a space because this is hard to talk about sometimes and there's a lot of feelings that are involved but it's so important and if you're in like the throes of grief or if you feel like something from your past is coming up or if you just need some help with getting through the feelings to get to a place where you can grow with grief there are totally different ways that you can seek help um, one is always therapy I'm always going to say that it's helpful because it is. Um, and there are so many different ways to get it. But there are also places where you can feel in community with other people in support groups. There are strictly virtual ones with like Grief Share. There's Grief Anonymous. Compassionate Friends is a group specifically for people who have lost children. Grief Speaks is another organization that is all over and talks and helps people with grief. Hope Again is also another one. If you're in a different country, look for them. I'm sure they're out there. Uh, I'm sure some of these are actually international. I tried to look for that. So hopefully they're in your area. And, you know, it can be overwhelming when you come into contact with other feelings and thoughts and situations when you're also dealing with grief. And all of that combined can lead to addictive behaviors, suicidal ideation, or attempts, self-harm, depression, anxiety, the gambit of mental health in one space. It's all connected, just like like we as humans are all connected by the fact that we're human beings. And so when we can help people move forward in grief, instead of telling them to move on, it can be really powerful and change how we interact with each other and change how we talk about grief and how ourselves just move through life. And I think that's really important to remember. So I want to close the tech talk with one last thing that she said that is so important is grief is the 
this multitasking emotion when she said that I was like yes exactly mm -hmm. you will feel sad and happy at the same time because when you're grieving someone especially in the first few months you will get all the memories at the same time so you remember the happy times and you will remember their jokes my dad was a jokester like he will tell you jokes like I'll tell him many times like he was a comedian and his like all the lifetime <laughs> so I remember his jokes the one thing that I love about my dad is like he couldn't finish a joke because it was so funny for him that he would laugh at his own joke <laughs> so like he was like laughing crying so you will like remember their laugh and like you will laugh and that you will cry so it's a multitask emotion that you will feel and that you will cry because you will remember that they're not there physically anymore yeah so every single emotion it is right and you are entitled to feel them like don't let anyone tell you that you are wrong for feeling whatever you're feeling in the moment yeah and it's okay to also want to pick up the phone and talk to them it's okay to you know have a moment where you're like oh my god I can't wait to tell my dad oh yeah that's right I can't it's okay it happens it happens a lot actually and yeah it's and let me tell you like You will have moments when you're happy in your life and you'll feel guilty because mm -hmm. it happened to me. Like recently I was lucky enough after hard work, you listened to another episode that I got my book out yeah. and I was having so much anxiety because I was like, I'm supposed to feel happy, but I don't have my dad to share this moment with. And he knew, he knew I was a writer. Like all my life I've always been writing and he always saw me in my room with my notebook and writing before laptops. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So he was always there knowing he was always encouraged me to write. So it felt like I was missing something like I achieved this moment, but it was it was like a hole. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you that I know that I am right to feel that like, don't let anyone tell you like, oh, it's been seven years. So like, move on. <laughs> so no, it was it is what it is. But it's okay to feel the way you feel. Yeah. It is your feelings. It's your relationship. So So only you understand. Yeah. And I, I I can feel that for you because I've had similar situations and it's it's a lot. And there are also times where I know I said it before, but like I'm thinking about the people that I've met now or the connections that I have or the fact that I have a partner, you know, and I he'll never meet him, my dad, you know, he'll never meet that person who meant so much to me. If I ever have kids, they'll never meet him. Mm -hmm. And that that hurts a lot and I feel like maybe I don't deserve those things because I can't share them but that's not right I deserve everything in the world just like you deserve to have your book being a mega star right now <laughs> just killing it in sales and it's it's okay it, it's okay to feel all of those things but also know that if you're feeling those things try to talk about them try to get them out because if we don't talk about our feelings we don't get them out they turn into things that that aren't repairable. They, they turn into resentments. They turn into addictive behaviors. They turn into really difficult things that are hard to, to deal with in themselves. And then you get to the root cause and it could be this one memory 10 years ago that you're like, it's because I lost this person and it can be even harder to handle and to work through. And if you can't find a safe space, find your own safe space somewhere. Maybe it's talking to them. And I you know we talked about writing and, and getting 
getting it out, but finding a way to feel what you're feeling. We are here. That's why we created this space too. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to share your story, if you want to talk to us about your story, if you want to share your things, or if you don't want to specifically talk about it, but you want us to share it, like feel free, please email us. Please yes. email us. Please message us on Instagram. Let us know because we want to share your stories. Like that's the reason we started this was to share not only information, but also our personal stories and the stories of others to help destigmatize everything. <laughs> <laughs> that can. So yeah, if you want to do any of that, our email address is the 7 p.m. cafe podcast at gmail.com. And the Instagram is the same, the 7 p.m. cafe podcast. Yes. Remember that you can share your story anonymous. So you can write us and tell us if you want to be on it and tell your name and your voice. And you are more than welcome to. Oh yeah. And if you want to do it, the cafe corner let us know we're totally game i love talking to people about their stories so and i know lucy does too that's why we did this and thank you so much for being here everybody and thanks lucy for coming on for our first yes. together episode <laughs> in the corner yeah uh, it's so fun we'll be doing more of these together at least maybe once a month uh might be a little sporadic we'll figure it out as we go it's kind of a flowing process at the moment and uh yeah, I just, I thank you so much for sharing your story, letting me share my story and for giving us all a space to talk about this. Yes. Thanks. Thank you for saying yes, for creating a space with me and for everyone for listening. We are close to a thousand listeners, so please keep sharing. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I didn't know that that's so exciting I love it ah oh, I love it so much so just a little church bolts in here we are going to be kind of taking off July so just bring your ideas to us let us know we'll come back with new episodes in August and September we're going to talk about um, emotions and getting ready for school and how this new transition to a new way of learning during the pandemic is going so look forward to those uh, we hope we see you then. Remember to be kind, be brave, and to be open to yourself and to the feelings. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.